Welcome back to the Homeschool Advantage podcast. I'm your host, Bex Fuzzy. Today's masterclass is going to be on lesson objectives. It is Teacher Thursday, and obviously today is not Thursday. I'm a little behind because I went away for two weeks to the Jersey Shore, visited my family, had a great time. But when we came back, I had a lot of work on my plate and was not able to complete this episode until now. So we're going to be talking about learning objectives today. Last week, we looked at starting with the end in mind. In this week's, we're going to be talking about what are learning objectives, why learning objectives are important, and how goals are different than objectives. So go grab your coffee, go grab your tea, pen and paper, because you're not going to want to miss what I have to say. And let's get into the podcast. Today's masterclass will be on learning objectives. And our focus question to guide us through this masterclass is what are learning objectives and how do we measure them? So three questions we're going to be diving deeper into. What are learning objectives? Why use learning objectives? How goals are different than objectives? So first one, what are learning objectives? Objectives are very specific. They are specific and clear actions that one must take to be successful. Why use learning objectives? Well, want to gauge and assess what we're doing and what we know by the end of a lesson, by the end of a period, week, month, semester, course. And throughout this time, we're seeing, are we reaching our goals at the end? We may need to readjust many, many times. But if you start with the end in mind and you create your learning objectives, you're going to be on a path to get there. Now, how are goals different than objectives? Goals are the overarching aim. They're not measurable. For example, I want to lose weight. That's my goal. But what's my objective? What are the objectives I'm going to use to get there. It would be my objective is to lose 20 pounds. Now I have started with the end in mind. I want to lose 20 pounds. Every objective that I create, there are three components to writing learning objectives. Without these three versus the performance, what is the student going to do? What is your child going to do? It has to be observable and it has to be one activity. Next, standards. How are you going to measure the performance, right? with the standard it needs to be very specific and the more precise the easier it's going to be to measure then the conditions what are the conditions that you're going to provide for your child to accomplish this conditions can be the materials you're going to use the space that they're going to be utilizing to accomplish it It could be outdoors, indoors, play-based. I mean, the conditions will be up to you. I mean, everything of here is really up to you. But these are the three things that probably subconsciously you don't even realize that you're doing, but need to be done. And if you miss one of these, if you have all three components, it'll be easy for you to know that you've achieved the goal with your kid. So let me give you an example. If I wanted to have my students create a website, right? This is how I would do it. The performance would be the student will create a free website. The condition would be 
using MailChimp on a desktop or a laptop. The standard would be with 100% accuracy. The student will create a free website using MailChimp on a desktop or a laptop with 100% accuracy. And I know you're probably thinking, wow, 100% accuracy, that's very advantageous. If I choose anything less than 100% accuracy, I'm actually going to be lowering the bar. If they don't see it, they're never going to be able to achieve it. So the best thing for you to do is to always overarch that saying that says, reach for the stars and you'll land on the moon. It's the same exact idea. There are different aspects of learning. So when you're creating your learning objective, you want to think about the different types of knowledge and learning that, that are out there. I'm going to go through six domains of learning, and then I'll go through some examples of each domain. So domain one, and this is from Bloom's Taxonomy. So you can find this on your own as well. And it's really cool because you'll be able to check off all of the things that you're doing. You won't believe how many of these things you do on a regular basis. So domain one, remembering information. It's pretty simple. It's straightforward. Domain two is understanding this information. Domain three would be applying the information. Domain four is to analyze the information. Domain five, to evaluate the information. And domain six, now they're creating or synthesizing, meaning bringing it together with other things, the information. Now let's break it down, the different examples of each domain. So remembering, remembering is the simplest. It's copying, it's defining, finding, locating, quoting, listening. They're not real high order thinking. It's really just duplicating or just matching. In bookmarking, it's super simple. The next one is the understanding part. So where you now are understanding what you're reading. So you can annotate. When you annotate, you can take and write some things out about what you're reading. You know, tweeting is actually considered understanding your work. I mean, some of us might beg to differ because as you read some tweets, you're like, do they even know what they're talking about? So, I mean, it's possible. Um, also comparing when you compare the two, you're really understanding your information, right? Because if you're able to compare and contrast, you're able, you're letting people know that you understand this. Journaling, journaling is an awesome way of showing understanding of learning as well. Then there's applying. Applying the material that you're learning when a child acts it out, they're applying it. That's why play-based is so important when they're younger because now they're applying all the things that they have previously learned, right? They reenact it. When they're able to start talking and articulate what they're saying and, you know, when they begin to judge right and wrong, and that's why it's so important that as parents, you are imprinting on your child and giving them really good values so that they are able to judge right and wrong. Also, when they start sketching things and start drawing things out, that's a way of applying the information. Let's go to the next one, analyzation. So when they analyze, analyzing the information, they could be organizing it, they could be maybe creating an advertising or they're advertising it for themselves. 
And when they're deducing, when they deduct uh, information, they, they, they are able to see a scenario. Maybe the answer isn't there, but they're kind of like Sherlock Holmes. He would see the situation and by the things that he saw, he knew that that could only happen if X, Y, and Z happened. Then this would happen only if that happened. So analyzation is able and uh, is, is when your child is able to start deducing things, right? Um, so the next one, evaluation. When they can evaluate, they can argue their stance. They can validate their point. They can debate their point. They can predict things. They're able to, you know, do experimentation. You can program things, simulations, role playing, blogging, leading. These are different aspects. I didn't go through them in depth. I gave you some examples of each one of the domains. And I really want you guys to take some time now. Write out this week's learning objective, right? Or maybe tomorrow's learning objective because you already know what your end goal is. You already know what it is that you want your child to learn, whether it is addition, subtraction, or it's um, phonics or reading or creating a website or you know, a project, whatever it is. Now you want to break it up into different sections that you're going to present it, right? And you can look at the different ways that you're going to get there. Make it a sequence and start writing your objective for sequence one. I like breaking things up into like six parts because you could do two, 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 and one, and that could be like a six week that can literally be six weeks, right? So one learning objective could be one week, another learning objective the next week. And then from that learning objective, you could break it down even further. When you're doing this over and over again, after a while, it becomes second nature. So I'm going to give you guys some time. You can pause the um, episode and start writing out your main learning objective, which obviously is going to include your final product. Think about your weekly learning objectives then go smaller and smaller and smaller to write it out. That's really the best way of doing it. All right, so some final thoughts. You want, you want your objective content lesson activity and your assignment, you want these all to be able to align up, right? So a lot of times assessments don't have to be paper and pen. I really want us to get away from thinking paper and pen are all assessments. That's not it. You can assess your child within, a, within an instant by asking a couple of questions and be like, yep, they got it, perfect. So assessments is really just you seeing, did they learn the material or not? What you want is the objective, the content, the activity, and your assessment to align. If you find that after you've created your objective and you go off a beaten path onto some like rabbit trail, or you have content that doesn't support your objective, you can just get rid of it. Put the material aside and you can just archive it for a time. You're not stuck to anything. And honestly, you may go on the rabbit trail and be like, you know what, this is a much better way 
to get there. And that's when you can just redo your objective and now have it go this way. So it's pretty flexible. It's not so rigid, but I do want you to be able to know the foundation. That's why this masterclass is on for today. Now let's just summarize what we've learned. One, learning objectives are clear and they're measurable. They have components. That's the second part. They are three components, performance, condition, and standards. And third, learning objectives can be written daily, weekly, and for a full course. They can be written throughout the whole entire lesson itself. You can keep doing objectives over and over again. The Again, the more concise, the easier it will be for you to measure it. All right, so if you have any questions, please feel free to ask. You can email me at realedtalk at gmail.com. I would really love to be able to have a dialogue with you and be able to... You've been listening to the Homeschool Advantage podcast, where you get the scoop on all the latest vendors that fit your lifestyle. Thanks for listening. Also, follow me wherever you listen to your podcast to stay up to date on the next episode. You can also visit my website where the episodes will be and for my free lesson plan course, which can help you if you have different vendors and you're wondering, how do I make them all flow together? Let me help you with that. And if you're a vendor and you think you would like to be on the podcast, send me an email, realedtalk at gmail.com. Leave me your name, contact, website, and I'll get back to you. Thanks for stopping in with me and I'll see you on the next time.